You're listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, episode 180, side A. is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to review stuff that's from now. Some, like, comics and movies and other such things. Uh, maybe you talk about the lovely state of Florida and uh, any other things. Coincidences. And some weird podcast coincidences, which seems to always happen to us, and we need to be very careful. My name is Reptar, and I am joined by Zimbo. Zimbo. I didn't know that I was Zimbo. <laughs> Hi, Zimbo here. And, and the Snorch. The Snorch. I feel like that and, should have been a name on like a radio show in the 80s. I believe it is. Uh, Piggy names. and the Snorch. <laughs> it's actually names from that uh, Real Monsters TV show. The Snorch uh, sounds I, like. A radio show from the 80s, but from a spoof movie. And the radio show is like some outer space intergalactic thing. Yeah, and has like, whenever they say the snorch, they like do like that noisemaker thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this this week on the show, so you're hearing a new voice, first of all. That right there is, well, Zimbo, but his real name is Omar. He's been on past episodes, and he is our interim host. Hello. So, welcome to the show, Omar. Welcome, uh, Omar. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but we can. Uh, we'll put you a little on the spot. Uh, Omar, big into history, friend of ours from back in the day. Uh, big into music, so I needed another music person on the show, uh, and Rob needed another uh, reader on the show. So, and what's weird worked. is. Is you guys have always been the big music people, but I'm the I make a lot of music references. <laughs> it's true. That's true. You hit a lot of the '70s music references, and I I don't know, I I don't know '70s white music at all. <laughs> I know I know Motown and R and B because that's what I heard around the house. Uh, so you, you you'll make a reference to like some some soft rock thing, or and I'm like, huh, what's that? Like, well, you're Rob and I will get the yacht rock market, and you, yeah, you get the uh, anything that has to do with the Commodores. Uh, you have no I idea. I know, <laughs> I do. With you, I do. Yeah, the the Commodores make my mom think like you. She gets that look in her eyes where she's thinking about the '70s, and I don't want to know what she's thinking it's about. Best not to. Yeah. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we are going to not talk about my mom. That is in, that will be a side B episode. But welcome to the show, Omar. We are glad to have you. Thank you. And I'm announcing uh, a new podcast that Rob and I are doing called Greg's Mom. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Ah, you're doing Greg's Mom, oh, you say. Jeez. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> Figured I'd say it before Rob did. We love okay. you, Greg's mom. 
We do. We know you she, listen. We do. She does. <laughs> we do. Hope. Anyway, this week, you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about a comic book. And it's a comic series called Stray Dogs. And I threw that into this week because we usually don't cover comic books unless it's something special. I think we did what, like the Joker comic. We did a couple other major series or very early on in this. There's obviously podcasts that cover comics and probably do it better than us. But this is a special comic, and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, we're going to talk about a Netflix show, an original superhero comedy movie uh, called Thunder Force. And Rob threw something on there, The Conclusion of the Iron Age Trilogy by Angus Watson. So this is not the Angus that is my dog, right? Correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Cla- Angus Watson, Clash of Iron and Reign of Iron. He, he has finished up the trilogy in record time. Since you are now being thrown into the fire, Omar, tell people about spoilers. Okay. This is not new information. This is a review show. There will probably be spoilers. We will try and possibly fail to avoid major twists. So if we're talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion, especially if it's something you really want to see. And I can tell you as a show listener, I have more than once skipped chunks of the show because I didn't want any spoilers. You son of a bitch. I have. And then I decided... Why did you tell us that before? Did we put you, you on at the least end? come back and listen afterwards? No, I stopped listening to you guys after the third oh, episode. Oh, bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a massive waste of time. Thank you. <laughs> and this wow. will be Omar's last episode <laughs> on the podcast. Omar, we would like to thank you for joining us. Oh, shit. They Omar, has ju- Omar has just been sacked. <laughs> It was a good run. It was a good run. I, w- I would like to inform you that the people who are responsible for sacking Omar have just been sacked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mind you, llama bites can be quite nasty. Oh, ouch. Yes. Anything news. going on in the news? The girl I knew was once bitten by a moose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually uh, News. That. Probably true. Uh, Rob, did you have any news for today? I got. I found two little bits of news, but I want to hear what you guys got. I, I actually no, I don't. I, yeah. I was I was busy doing other stuff. I did get the notes in. I put a lot in, but I didn't have time to uh, dig for any news stories. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I am a very big fan of reading music, books, music, think pieces, biographies, anything related to music, pop culture, movies, any of that stuff. Music what is you guys? It is fundamental. Um, and, and fundamentals. I, and I saw that there's a brand new book coming out, uh, written by Questlove uh, from the Roots, and also the you know the drummer that's uh, on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and, and he is writing Chappelle show. Oh, he is in that, isn't he? I totally forgot about that. I am I am slowly making my way through the Chappelle show again. So good. Uh, Music is history is his new book coming out in October, and it is looking at the past fifty years. Uh, he's picking one song per year from 1971 till now and talking about how that song is the epitome of that particular year. So 71 to 2021 and to elucidate on how that track was informed by or captures the politics and culture of that specific year. Uh, there's also going to be a uh, Questlove curated playlist from each of those years. And that book is coming out October 12th. I'm super excited about it, and you can pre-order it now, which I have pre-ordered it. And I'm I, I just love these kind of those think pieces. Whether 
they are good or bad. They just... I've always thought that's the way to teach history more because they, they tend to focus on, you know, one country and one, you know, this you learn about the Civil War, but there's other stuff going on around the world at the same time. And I love when you find out you know, during this, when this was happening, this was happening overseas. And I, I think that also the music of a particular era is sort of important. So I'm kind of excited about that book. That sounds really good, actually. I, I, I must say, I, I, I must commend your vocabulary, Greg. The, the elucidate. Uh, that was from the back of the book, actually. <laughs> oh. don't, you, don't you dare put that, that quality vocabulary on me, sir. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, Never mind. I take it back. Hey, Rob. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I don't think he knows what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Literally from the back of the book. That was from the, that was from the press release, even. Uh, and another little tiny bit of news, which is a huge bit of news considering what we are covering this week. Because this week on our Side B episode, we will be covering Rock and Roll High School, which is also known as the Ramones movie or a Ramones movie. And completely coincidentally... It turns out that they announced today, uh, it's April 15th, that they're going to be doing a movie on Netflix called I Slept with Joey Ramone, which is a biography of Joey Ramone. And uh, it will be play uh, he Joey Ramone will be played by Pete Davidson, which is I think is actually pretty good casting. That's actually perfect. Yeah. And I'm usually not I'm usually not a fan of people who I become aware of them due to a scandal before I'm aware of them due to their work. That makes sense. Like I learned of Pete Davidson more because he was the you know, drug addicted quick marriage of some celebrity chick. Oh yeah. And, um, and I'm glad he's, you know, getting cleaned up and whatever, but uh, he's doing some really cool work and I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, so he's going to play Joey Ramone who uh, of course, Joey Ramone was born Jeffrey Hyman. In 1951, yes, I know. You have to, I, I'm saying I said that on purpose to get that out of Rob's system before. <laughs> when when he died, were there a bunch of jokes about breaking the hymen? <sighs> I hope so. you're going to get haunted by you're going to get haunted by the Ramones. <laughs> I'm such an no. insensitive dick. <laughs> no, how bad it would be to be haunted by the Ramones. Wake up every night with ghosts floating above your bed, like one, two, three, four. Do, 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 do. That's funny. Anyway, he co-founded the Ramones in 1974, uh, and today, to this day, they re the reason they announced this movie today is this is the 20th anniversary of Joey Ramone's death. He died from lymphoma, um, and it will be on Netflix. And I am I'm excited about it. I think it's uh, you know I I like these these rock biopics. They're they're in my wheelhouse, so to speak. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, those are good. You know what else is in your wheelhouse? Uh-oh. What weird is in my wheelhouse? Shit. Oh, yeah. Weird. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I do believe it's time for WTF. Omar, well, you know what, listener, I... what does WTF stand for? <clears throat> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just stands for what the fuck. What the Florida. Welcome to, well, welcome to there Florida. You there you go. Welcome to Florida. I always thought, I honestly well, always thought it was welcome to Florida. I mean, uh, is, I mean, I mean, what the Florida instead of what the fuck? Uh, Seriously, and it, anything works. Yeah. But so here's the deal with uh, you know what I always say: never, ever trust a nurse. Ever. 
Mm. Nurses are burned by that more than once. Never trust a nurse. Bad people, those nurses. Uh, So we're going to talk about Paulette Padilla. Oh, God. She's a nurse. She's actually a nurse practitioner. So I guess that's a little different, right? Um, so she, uh, she is a, uh, she practices aesthetics and anti-aging and according to <laughs> what, according to her, uh, the website for the company she works for, do you, you have a guess of what she did? Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, do you, okay. Uh, she is known for her gentle touch and precision when it comes to Botox and fillers. Oh, jeez. Uh, her, her organic and this is from their actual website. Her organic and kind personality carries over to her natural approach to her work. Uh, she also is running a, scram, a scam that targets the elderly, where she contacts elderly people around the United States and tells them that someone that they know has been in an accident and they need to send money immediately because she's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's I don't mean that in a sexist way. I mean that in a terrible person way. Uh, so she uh, is running a a this thing. When they went to arrest her, they also found uh, they arrested her in Kendall. They found 170 pounds of marijuana stuffed into suitcases hidden in her bathroom. It's a lot of marijuana. 170. That pounds, is a really. lot of weed. That's a, yeah. 170 pounds. That's not a joke. That's not an yeah. accident. That, that that's not a we need to get ready for the concert this weekend. Right. That's a <laughs> that's a I'm probably selling it kind of thing. Oh, you bought illegally. some and I bought some too. Huh? That's funny. No, that's not. That's a like. That's like a that's high like school 85 kid worth. Eighty five kilos. Oh my yeah. god, that's a human. <laughs> that's I, a human's worth yeah, of marijuana. How much do you want? I want a person worth. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's like a good weekend at Snoop Dogg's house, <laughs> which is saying, just saying a lot. So here's got, here's how they caught her. An 86 year old Chicago woman said that she or wired twenty thousand dollars after a caller frantically told her the family member had been involved in a traffic accident. The woman's family opened the reported the fraud to Bank of America. They reported a financial investigator to the case. Um, twenty thousand. They figured out the twenty thousand dollars went directly to Padilla's bank account. Um, when they contacted her, her lying ass said that, oh, the elderly woman was her, was a good friend of hers and sent her the $20,000 as down payment for a Super Bowl party that Padilla was organizing. Yeah. 77 kilos, by the way. Oh, you were close. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for the math. Uh, when the investigator told her the wire was a fraudulent wire, she said, uh, Padilla allegedly responded, how is that my problem? So not only was she a thief, but she and a drug, uh, not pusher, but she was a drug dealer. Maybe drug uh, dealer, she was. Yeah. She was also that, like that kind of weed you're looking to distribute. Yeah, when you know when the and when the investigators like, well, yeah, look, this old lady got ripped off. Who hell's that? My problem. Like it's that that other level of contempt for people. Um, so if you uh, want to look her up, feel free because. She's had some work done as well, but you know, you, you know that you know the the person. She's of course driving around in a Mercedes. There's video of her going to drop off money at uh, ATMs. There's a bunch of stuff. So, congratulations on being one of the scubbiest Florida people that we've ever covered. And I hate you. And I'm looking forward to hearing you about your being sentenced. Think about that sentence. One of the scummiest Florida people. 
That's that's huge. That's saying something. That's massive. Like, think about that. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh, thank you. Oh, not to me. Got it. Guys, we've got something new here. <laughs> sad. That was sad. That hurt. Oh, oh damn it. Now, now I have to be the adult. This is going to work nicely. <laughs> this is going to work nicely. No, I don't want to be the adult. <laughs> anyway, we've got something new going on here. With the podcast, we have a sponsor. We do. And we actually, yeah. And it is Port St. Lucie Summerfest. Port St. Lucie Summerfest is happening June 26th at the Mid-Florida Event Center. This is your all-access pass to sample over 100 styles of beer, wine, and spirits from around the world. Enjoy delicious food, live music, shopping from local vendors, and all of your alcohol samples from 6 to 10 p.m. And right now you can save $10 per ticket when you use code Give me five at checkout. Head to floridasummerfest.com for tickets, more information, and directions to the venue. We can't wait to see you there. And don't forget your code, give me five for $10 off per ticket. So that was Port St. Lucie Summerfest. Uh, if you use the code, give me five, when buying your tickets at floridasummerfest.com, you get $10 off your ticket. And that ticket, yeah. that ticket gets you all you can drink alcohol. So right there. What? Whoa! What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go. You buy your ticket. Of course, like, I know where I'm going. Interesting. <laughs> where do you go yeah. on? So now we like to thank Florida Summerfest and our uh, patron Matt for uh, you know giving us the the hook up there with the give me five code, and uh, you know they're they're doing another one I believe in uh, Jupiter, Florida. So we got Port St. Lucie and in Jupiter throughout the summer. <laughs> so. Check out floridasummerfest.com, and you can find out all the information you need, dates, locations, all that stuff. I can tell you Jupiter uh, is kind of in my area, and I will most assuredly be attending that one because it sounds great. Well, there you go. You can meet our brand-new interim host as long as he behaves himself. <laughs> <laughs> no problem with and, uh Anyway, uh, we also, of course, have a Patreon, and I'm going to let Rob do this because I always screw it up. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a Patreon. How can you become one of our patrons, you ask? Well, you just go to Give Me 5 Podcasts, or is it patreon.com slash Give Me 5 Podcast? It is. It is patreon.com slash give me five podcast. We have several different levels there for just $5 a month. You can get access to things like our discord chat. You get early access to the movie that we'll be reviewing. You get early access to the top five list. You get a birthday episode where you get to pick a movie and a custom top five list about you for your birthday. Now there are higher ranges where you can get access to show notes. You can also come on and join us and curate an episode. But $5 a month goes to help out the show. It helps with server space and helps keep the lights on here at the Give Me Five podcast. And also on patreon.com slash give me five podcast, since we are at that level, you guys do get an extra episode each month. Uh, we've done one of them and we answer your questions. We do rhetorical questions. We just have general conversation. It's more of a casual episode. Uh, just talking about just shooting the shit. We'll say that. So. 
topics. I want to shoot this shit. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about that comic, Greg? I will tell you about that comic. I'm going to grab it here. This comic right here that none of the listeners can you know, see because they're it's listeners. Great radio. <laughs> yeah. It is called Stray Dogs. It is by Image Comics, and it is uh, – uh, was released uh let's see i've got to find this here because i scrolled up there we go scroll 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 this is great radio right here so there we go it was released on february 24th 2021 now you're like well what the hell it's april yeah i couldn't get it because it is selling out everywhere i find it finally came in um i had to get a second printing of it and you're really? like well what's the big yeah so what is the big deal about this comic uh I am not going to spoil this for anybody, so this is a non-spoiler zone because it was semi-spoiled for me, and I think it was would have been – the first two pages or three pages would have been more enjoyable if it wasn't completely spoiled. But mm. the synopsis that I will say is Lady and the Tramp meets Silence of the Lambs. Mm. I think that's, that's – that is the synopsis – by the company now uh brian michael bendis who is a a comic book writer that you probably have heard of at some point uh he also said something along the lines of uh the secret life of pets meets seven so (laughs) you can kind of make your own assumptions there uh if you are a fan of like disney animated animals like the the big eyes the that type of you know hey rob remember the uh your big complaint with the Lion King live action movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about how the, they, that they don't have... show any emotion. Yes. So if you're a fan of the animated animals that have these, the big eyes, they show fear, they show happiness, scare, you know, they, sh- you know, they're goofy, they're scared or whatever that type of art. And mm-hmm. if you're a fan of things that are, might be a little bit dark, uh, this is the book for you. It's great. Um, I bought, so they're up to issue three out in the store. Uh, issue three comes out next week. Uh, but issue one and two, you can't really find anywhere other than second printings. Um, I actually, for the first time ever, actually went on eBay and bought issue two for over cover price because I could not wait to read it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but we, we tend to break this down to like initial thoughts. Like my initial thoughts were this is a really cool idea because um, I, I learned a little bit about it. Um, but also that I really wish I knew nothing about this and just someone handed it to me and said, read this. So that's kind of what I'm trying to verbally do with you guys or the mm. listeners. Um, the the thing I loved, but I love the art and I love the, the personality of it. And, you know, as I said before, I, I hate the fact that I can't find it anywhere. You know, I, I spent $15 for issue two and oh, none wow. of that money is, yeah, and none of that money is going to the creators. Um, the creators are awesome, by the way. I, as soon as I read it, I actually went on Twitter and contacted the, the creators and was like, this is freaking great. And they responded. They retweeted to me. It God, was, it was everything cool. everywhere. It seems like the scalpers are just buying up anything they can effing find so that they can just flip it and screw the consumers. Yeah, right. Scalping I still don't have a PS5, by the way. <laughs> this just in. Rob still doesn't have a PS5. I actually had a chance to buy one, but I wasn't going to spend seven hundred and forty-four dollars for it. GameStop dropped a couple, dropped a bunch of uh, new bundles. 
Um, uh, I could have bought it, but the only thing that they had left was the bundle that had uh, Aven- or Marvel's Avengers and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and a GameStop card and the thing, but it was 744 bucks. And I already have Avengers and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, so gotcha. it would have been a waste. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'll just continue to wait until they're commercially available. Yeah, that's crazy. But, so this co- this comic is called Stray Dogs. I highly suggest it. Now, here's the other thing. I believe it was optioned for some sort of animated series. I don't know if that's true or not, because I, I kind of found that information out when I was looking to see if I could pre-order issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe what I saw, it might have been optioned by Paramount, which means that if you have the Paramount service, you might be able to see this in a movie form, but... Um, it's it's awesome. If you if you read comics in the past, I highly suggest it. So check out Stray Dogs. I have to tell you, uh, I, I promise no spoilers because you don't want any. But um, when you we talked about this comic, I'm not a comic guy. I don't mind them. I'm just not. It's just not my bag, you know, so to speak. But when you told me some of the stuff about this comic that I can't say very literally blew my mind i could not believe what a fantastic idea what an unbelievably great idea for a comic book so if you're on the fence about this (laughs) you will not be disappointed it is an amazing an amazing story idea it's it it honestly blew my mind i couldn't believe it so i can't i can't say it's it's a yeah it's a six issue series so i would say Probably a little bit before Christmas, there will be a trade paperback of it coming out. Just a guess, because uh, you know six issues. They usually they'll run through the issues, and then they'll a couple months, and then they'll release the trade. So keep an eye out for it. Maybe October, November time, because you, if you don't want to pay, you know, fifteen dollars for a single issue, um, the the six issue uh, trade paperback will probably be like in the ten to twelve dollar range. And I would highly suggest looking into it if you like that kind of stuff. Speaking of stuff that people like, I am a fan of history. Omar's fan of history. You know know that. You all know that. I may have paid for a degree in history. I didn't actually earn it. I just paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like a segue into my topic, and I'm going to do my best not to... Not to ruin it, because I know that when I described the uh, the book to Omar, he was very interested in reading the series. So I, I'll try and I'll try and not divulge too much information. But I did finish the trilogy by Angus Watson. Um, the second book and the third book were called Clash of Iron and Reign of Iron, respectively. Clash of Iron was released April fourteenth of twenty fifteen. So yesterday was actually the six year anniversary. And Rain was released on September 1st of 2015. So they were released only about five months apart, which is not bad for a book. As I said, the author is Angus Watson, and it's performed, and I say performed because he did an excellent job. He didn't just narrate the book, and that's Sean Barrett. And one of the things I always look for when I'm doing an audiobook, which is how you guys know how I get all of my literature at this point, is... I look at the length of the book to find out, you know, whether or not it's worth actually spending a credit on, because I don't want to, I don't want to use a credit on like a six hour book or a five hour book. 
I feel like I got cheated then. So Clash of Iron is a nice 15 hours and 34 minutes long. And Reign of Iron is just under that at 15 hours and 14 minutes. So all in all, you've got you've got a nice solid 30 hours just in those two books alone. And I believe the first book was right around 15, 16 hours as well, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been 12. Might have been 12. I don't remember exactly, but it was right around there. So the synopsis for Clash is... Leaders are forged in fires of war. Iron Age warriors Doug and Loa captured Maiden Castle and freed its slaves, but now they must defend it. A Roman invasion is coming from Gaul, but rather than uniting to defend their home, the British tribes go to battle with each other and see Maiden is an easy target. Meanwhile, Loa's spies infiltrate Gaul, discovering the Romans have recruited British druids and Maidenite Ragnall finds his loyalties torn when he meets Rome's charismatic general, Julius Caesar. War is coming. Who will pay its price? And the second book was just kept the momentum going from the first book. I mean, the first book ended with the defeat of a evil general. And we see our, our favorite characters, Loa and Doug and Spring and Ragnall and Justin, all of them um, moving on. And she sends spies out and they uncover information. And just the, the detail and the research involved with these projects has been absolutely phenomenal. But the thing is, is you don't really recognize a lot of that as the story is being told. He goes back and says, yes, I did some research to to make sure that the things that I described were historically accurate to make sure that, you know, such and such um, coincided with historical events and that all of this happened. And so it's it's not something that is really drawn attention to, but it really makes the story flow. And it seems like the whole story fits. And it, it it's just really a great, great weaving of this tale. And moving on to the third book, Rain. Caesar's soldiers have murdered, massacred, and pillaged their way through Gaul and loom on the far side of the sea, ready to descend upon Britain. With them are an unstoppable legion of men twisted by dark magic. Somehow, Queen Loa must repel the invasion, although her best general is dead and her young druid powerless. She faces impossible odds, but when the alternative is death or slavery, a warrior queen will do whatever it takes to save her people. Every empire has its downfall. And... Honestly, I I could not wait to stop the book or to finish the book that I was reading to get back to this trilogy. I was very much looking forward to this. I really enjoyed the story on this. Like I said, it's really well written, research performed. Everything about this is just top notch. It's a completely engaging story. And as the story progressed, I, I definitely had one of those moments where I forgot I was reading about an event that actually already happened and then was reminded that it was a fictional account. So the, the emotional roller coaster that I'm going on during this story was just amazing. Um, the characters really pull you into the story. They make human decisions, you know, not necessarily decisions that allow the author to just write 10 more pages or 10 more chapters of meaningless crap, but they, they make decisions that make sense and they tug at your emotions 
And it's not like a manipulative, cheap kind of way. It's it's in a way that because you recognize the feelings and the situations that they're going through because you may have dealt with that in your life. It's it, it's just a really creative story. Wait, and did you tried to invade. You and tried to invade a country. <laughs> I, I tried to invade your house the other night. Oh, the alarm sure. stopped me. Stupid technology. Did you hear it go off? <laughs> I was wondering why um, the dogs were freaking out. <laughs> Well, they were freaking out because they were mad I couldn't get in. They love me. It's such. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> my dog barks at my one dog barks at everything except for Rob, and I don't understand why. Yeah, like he's That's the awesome. he's the worst person I've ever had in my house. And my dog is like, "Hi, rub my belly." Yep, they love me. And and like I said, it's 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 a very interesting fabrication from a period in history that we don't really have any records of. He does work magic in, but, but you know, it's, it's, if you're the kind of person who is dead set and is like, no magic does not happen. That is ridiculous. How could you put that in a historical book? Well, he does remind you a couple of times that only a few decades later, a man came along that could heal the sick, turn water into wine, and rise from the dead. Uh, don't get me started. Well, but you know, there are a lot of people. I know. And and I'm totally on board with this story, and I would recommend it to anyone. I mean, this I I thoroughly enjoyed this trilogy from start to finish. This sounds like an awesome, awesome series. So here's and I think this is I really want you to read it Omar cuz I want to hear what you have to think about I am it 100% going to read it. I'm I I'm, I haven't decided if audio or on paper yet. I really prefer paper and I don't and I mean like not even like an iPad or a Kindle or anything like that like like the actual book like to me that's the best way. I, I don't know what it is about digital. I just I don't retain it as well. I I don't know. Um there's and and I understand what you're saying, but there is also something to be said for an audiobook that has an excellent narrator. And this yes, series agreed. does in fact have an excellent narrator. So I he does he does accents, he does voices, he does male, he does female. It's and that's why I called him the it that's why I said it was performed by nice. Sean Barrett okay. and not just narrated by Sean Barrett. Well then I think I might go that route because I trust you. Um, like I'll set up an Audible account and go from there. That's a mistake. Well, <laughs> well, but you know what? On Audible, if you set up an Audible account, your first book is free. Perfect. All right. Well, there's that then. And and if you have a new account, the first book I send you is free, which means if you have an Audible account, I can send you the second book and you get that one for free oh, too. Okay. You know what? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm serious. That's That sounds – that's perfect. Because this podcast is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> I dude, I plug Audible so much. I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I love Audible. It is a great platform. I mean, I, I pay for the membership. I know that there are a lot of people who can get who can get audiobooks from like the library for free on a trade-in basis. Um I have no problem paying for it. No problem whatsoever. Because the amount of quality entertainment that I've gotten from Audible rivals that of any game that I've ever played or anything that I've ever, that I've spent money on. I mean, it's the, the yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't, yeah. I have no problem paying for it. And, uh, and people that don't believe in magic 
by the way, clearly have never heard a Mike McCready guitar solo. That's all I'm saying about that. Okay. Mm. So screw you people right, that don't believe in magic. All right, you won me over with that one. I can't argue that one. Okay. There we go. We are fellow Pearl Jam fans. Not just fans. That is. Devotees. Yes. Um, Stalkers. Yeah. Stalkers even. But I, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about it. Well, okay. So I'm a huge, huge fan of the um, like historical fiction, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I've, I haven't read this, obviously, and I've, I really have just heard about it from you uh, recently. Mm-hmm. But it sounds amazing. The The thing that I like about it, and I really do, like joking aside, my degree is in history. Um, mm-hmm. It's just something I've loved since middle school, uh, literally. The thing that I find interesting, the best thing about historical fiction, and you you nailed it just now when you said you kind of forget that you're reading about something that really happened. So mm-hmm. the account of the characters, obviously that's the fiction part. But I also love that you said that the, the author, you know, researched and made sure that there was like the background stuff was authentic. And mm-hmm. to me, what I've learned in my 45 years on earth is that there honestly, truly, there, there is no, there are no better stories than true stories, right? So like, I'm a fan of fiction and movies and books and stuff, and that's great. But true stories are absolutely fascinating. And I find that a really great way to teach history and to infuse history into literature and whatever is historical fiction. Mm -hmm. So I've, there's a, there's an author named uh, Stephen Pressfield. Um, Mm -hmm. The first time I saw him was on the history channel and he was, uh, he was doing, he was one of the people who was being interviewed for this big two hour special about, uh, you know, 300. Remember the Zack Snyder movie? You guys actually talked about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, 300 and, and history channel did this really great two hour special about it and whatever. And so there's this author, Stephen Pressfield, and he's talking about th- the battle of Thermopylae, which is what 300 is about. And mm-hmm. under his name, it says gates of fire, author of gates of fire. So I look it up and I, I bought it and, re- and read it. It's a fantastic book. We've actually reviewed it on the podcast. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Um, so it's it was early on though. Right. So it's it's amazing and it's historical fiction. It's all the background stuff is real, right? And that's the first thing mm-hmm. I thought of when you told me about this reign. Uh I what is it, reign of the Iron Age trilogy. Iron Age trilogy. Okay. I cannot wait to read this. Like I'm so excited. And the other thing that people don't realize is like it's such an interesting story because the Romans go into Britain thinking that their shit doesn't stink and they kind of lose. <laughs> they don't. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is really the, and, and where the historical stuff comes in is really the only accounting of histo- uh, the only historical accounting of what we have that happened during this invasion in 54 and 55 BC was that Caesar came they invaded Britain. They won. They took slaves. And they just packed up their shit and went home. Now, when was the last time that a conquering army walked in, 
won, and then packed up their shit and went home. They win, but they sort of don't. And the reason that I'm saying that is um, Hadrian's Wall, right? So Hadrian's Wall is still visible today. It's mm-hmm. still something you can go visit. It's, it, I, I don't want to l- like lie or whatever, but I think it was literally like an eight foot wall or something at the time. Um, today it's like just, I don't know, a couple of feet high. Maybe it, I think it depends on where you are in Britain, but basically they were like the Northern Britain, which I guess today would be, you know, Scotland and whatnot. They really couldn't conquer that area. Right, they never really were able to completely tame and conquer the area. And I've even read some accounts where it said that the whole invasion of Britain was just. And I don't know the details of it, so I'm try. I don't want to get too into the weeds on that because I don't really know. Some accounts have said that the invasion of Britain in general was just kind of like for show to sort of intimidate other rivals. Uh, right, but we're talking about two different time periods because Hadrian's Wall wasn't built until. Uh, AD That's actually right? true. You're right about that. That's later on. I'm talking about the first invasion of Britain with, in 54 and 55 BC. With, this is so. This is with what uh, Julius Caesar? Yeah, with Julius okay. Caesar as the general. Got okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. And like I said, the only historical accounting we have of that is Caesar's diary. Is this like Battle of Teutoburg Forest? I don't know. He didn't. He didn't use Teutoburg Forest. I don't know when that actually okay. occurred. But, you know, so we're we're going off of Caesar's diary and basically he says that they came in, they invaded, they conquered, they took slaves, hostages and and monetary. Um, uh, like tribute. That's it. OK, there it is. <laughs> I think I had a stroke. Yeah, OK, monetary, monetary tribute and then just packed up and went back to Rome. OK as conquering heroes and it's like when was the last time a conquering army invaded took over won, and then just packed up their shit and went home no you're right about that that's true because once you win so this this is all about what happened and why the romans packed up and went home ah okay interesting okay and it's a and it's a it, fa- I say fascinating, but it, I mean, it, it's obvious it's a fictional accounting, but it is still a fascinating story. And I loved every second. But see, I think the fictional accounting adds to it in its own way, because what it does mm-hmm. is it puts in characters that humanize the story. But you're still getting the story. You're still getting the mm-hmm. background. You're still getting the history. You're still getting the real life characters that were in it, like the real people that were involved. And you're just, well, you're doing it in this. Go ahead. Well, you're just doing it through the eyes of, and I'm using gates of fire again as an example. So mm-hmm. there's these, I think it was a brother and sister, if I recall, and they end up being part of the, um, the, 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 the supply party, the supply group that was uh, kind of trailed behind uh, the, the uh, Leonidas is 300 to, mm-hmm. to help them sort of uh, supply them with food and whatever they needed and stuff, which, which is stuff that's never, you don't see in the movie 300 because it's, it's boring. It's, it's not right. right. But, but these characters are there to like witness the bulk of the action. And through that story, you get 
the 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 details that most people don't know about like the, the actual real details and like the reality of the mm-hmm. story. And that to me is a, it's such a clever way to do. If I ever write a book, that's what it'll be. Like, it'll be about some fictional character. I don't know, in like world war one or something. And, and they just happen to be at all these different places. And you can put all this real detail history in it through the eyes of a, what in history they call a composite character, a character that never really existed, but he's a composite of many different things. He or she is a composite of many different things. And through that, that character, you can, um, you can add lots of little details that you would never know, but it would, but it never, they never really existed. So that's what it sounds like your trilogy is it's composite characters a couple of composite characters and that's definitely what gates of fire was yeah there's there's only like two or three real characters in the book one of which is obviously julius Mm -hmm. caesar um so there's there's only there's only a couple of real actual characters who who existed and um but I, I can't recommend it highly yeah. enough. I really I'm enjoyed. Super the excited. We need to go from from history minute to uh, fart jokes now. Oh God, I've been holding it. I, so I think long. we can pivot on that. I think we can handle oh. that. Yeah, we, we we gotta we gotta go. We gotta start talking about thunder oh, force beans and rice. Too much. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That that's okay. Uh, thunder force. This movie came out on Netflix on uh, let's see April 9th, two thousand twenty one. It was directed mm-hmm. and written by Ben Falcone, or Ben Falcone, one of the two, starring Melissa McCarthy, Octavia Spencer, Ben, Fal- ben Falcone, uh, Palm Clementif. That's uh, she's from uh, the Avengers movies, of course, or from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians. as well. Yep, she plays Mantis. Yeah. Love yep. her. Uh, Jason Bateman, Taylor Mosby, and Bobby Cannavale. In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. So, what do you got? Rob, I know you watched this. I don't think Omar had a I chance. did not, but it sounds okay. really good. And I'm a huge Bobby Cannavale fan. Well, I mean, I had a lot of thoughts. Um the, first of all, this is this is really in Melissa McCarthy's wheelhouse. I mean, she is she is in her element playing in this kind of physical comedy. Uh, ultimately, this was a comedy. A little bit of action. Um, unfortunately, I really don't feel like it's very much in Octavia Spencer's wheelhouse. I. I noticed a significant difference in Melissa's selling of the gags and the physical comedy, and she's actually surprisingly agile. I mean, just just watching her move and watching her watching her I'm act. Also and, yeah, watching her mm-hmm. act and watching her sell like the physical gags and stuff. She's really agile, and Octavia Spencer really isn't. Like it, there were there were points in the movie where I was worried that she was going to slip and break an ankle. I mean, she, she, she did not look near as comfortable moving around like Melissa McCarthy did. Um, the, the daughter and was I great. Think, I think they knew that getting into it too, because the, the powers that she got were invisibility, not mm-hmm. agility 
or strength or flight or anything like that. Right. Right. The, the girl who played Octavia's daughter, uh, was, was excellent. Taylor Mosby. And, and Bobby Cannavale as the big bad was hilarious. He really sold the childlike petulance and the, the, the goofy mean kid role. Like it was spot on. It was great. You know, like the kid who wants to burn ants on the sidewalk talking about killing off the henchman just because he's angry. Bobby Cannavale was in Boardwalk Empire as one of the one of the mafia boss big bads, and mm-hmm. he was terrifying. He was awesome, and he's also in yeah, like yeah, and he was he was in final, and he he can go from playing a complete crazy, like insane mob boss that you're terrified of, to playing the good guy cop in Ant Man, and he fits both roles. Like there, there's a scene in Boardwalk Empire where he is completely naked and he beats someone to death. Like, you know, one of those like where you you're already okay, you've already hit him too many times, and then they hit him four more times, kind of beatings. And it's he's just great in everything, especially as a villain. So like even when, whenever you see him on the screen, you're like, hey, is he gonna be a good guy or a villain? Because when he's a villain, he's great. And like in Ant Man, you kind of expected him to be a villain, and he was a good guy and like a good version of a good guy. So, right. Um, and, and the, the interactions between Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, in my opinion, really stole the show. They were the highlight and it it really was just them playing to their typecast roles. They didn't do anything out of the ordinary for, you know, their characters or for what they would, I would even say normally play. I mean, it was almost like Jason Bateman playing Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy playing Melissa McCarthy. And, and it just so happens that it worked perfectly in this movie. So for me, that honestly was the highlight was the interactions between them. But one thing that I I really need to know, and I, and I don't know if you found anything out about it, because the scenes that the scenes that really made me kind of like snort every time I saw him were were when Jason Bateman's character, the crab, exited. And I don't know if those exits were ad libbed or if he was told to do that or if it was part in the script. But every time he did it, it made me laugh. I like that. I He had my one of my funniest parts is after he gets defeated at one or beaten at one point. He's like, someone call it paramedic or a veterinarian. <laughs> like, yeah. He's half man, half crab. It just, I love that. That's funny. Um, yeah, Seen I didn't Melissa get a chance. He was rubbing butter on his claw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's oh, that kind of movie. Like, God, it's, it's a superhero movie, but it's a straight up Melissa McCarthy comedy. Um, but Melissa McCarthy steal tends to steal the show, and Jason Bateman steals the show even more. Like, um, is that butter? And she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get all. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh my- Exactly. The uh I thought the name of this movie was really generic. Like it really seemed like, well, what do we call it? Uh I don't know. Let's write a bunch of stuff down. Thunder Force, yeah, sure. Because like it didn't really seem like that. Like I would have been much happier. A bad choice for, for two plus size actresses. Yeah, like, unless they really played off of that on purpose. Yeah, which they didn't. Like they didn't. I would have been, I would have been much happier if they just called it Melissa McCarthy superhero movie, like <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> like 
I would have been more j- just as likely to see it and more likely to remember the name. Like this is one of those few that like as I'm writing the notes, I'm like, what was it called again? It's a very it's just such a generic. Name. It's too generic. Yeah. Thunder Force. And, and they uh, like the, the Pratt Falls are great. I love any of the montages where she where Melissa McCarthy is like learning her superpowers. Like when mm-hmm. she tries to do the, the box jump and she jumps like over it and face plants. Like I sprayed water all over my bed. So was, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then when she had to get her injections and Octavia Spencer's just like taking pills. Yeah, big <laughs> pills. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets to get into like an injection in her face, in her, in her boob, basically. Mm-hmm. And looks over and Octavia Spencer's like, okay, let's take a pill, drink the water. She's like, what's that? <laughs> So it's a, it's a good fun movie. It's you know again we talked about this I think last week that there's just so many superhero movies coming out and so many comedy superheroes or evil superheroes or petulant superheroes co- things coming out that you're hoping it doesn't get saturated. Uh-huh. But so far I I enjoy each one. You know I've been I was excited to watch this. I and um I was never bored. You know I laughed and. Uh, I don't know. It's just at some point the superhero, uh, the fascination is going to stop, and I'm going to kind of be sad. And you're going to have that movie that you're looking forward to that that bombs as a result of people being kind of over it, even though it's mm-hmm. a great movie. And yeah, that'll that'll exactly. portent the end of superhero movies for probably five to ten years. Got to hand it to Marvel yeah. though. Like when you look at you know you've seen those charts online where it's like. Oh, here's all the Marvel movies, like in chronological order or whatever. And there's like 23 of them or whatever the hell there is. That is a, an unbelievably ambitious thing, and it worked. Like, they are mm-hmm. so good, each one individually. And I was listening to you guys talk about, like, DC movies when you were doing the Zack Snyder, uh, the Justice League. And there's just no comparison between DC and Marvel. Like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And some of these superhero movies that are coming out, they're just so good. They're just unbelievably great stories. You can't, and yeah. you can't stop watching them. So this movie that you guys are talking about now, I'm totally in. Thunder, what is it? It's such a forgettable... Thunder Force. Yeah. It's on Netflix. I'm down. I'm going to watch it this weekend for sure. Sounds great. When the cast is amazing. Like, what a... Yeah. Jason Bateman is awesome. And Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, her husband, are just hilarious. I mean, sometimes sometimes her comedy, like, falls flat on me. Like, sometimes it's just not in the right vein or the right right delivery or whatever. Um, yeah. But when, when she finds a project that perfectly suits her, her particular talents, so to speak, it, it, it usually is pretty enjoyable. Yeah, when she likes to, like... She played what, like a trashy, like schlubby truck driver at the beginning of this. I think basically driver. And, yeah, construction. Yeah, forklift driver. And like that's it's like right in her wheelhouse. She she speaks to that kind of blue collar, good heart. But you know, I'm gonna burp and fart and <laughs> you know, scratch my crotch and move on. Wait, are you talking about me? Yes, oh. I am. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that is our episode. Uh, I guess, yeah, we all, well, the people that saw it have a lot of positives this week. Uh, Monday, we're going to have some more positives, I think, 
because on Monday we get a side B episode. And we're going to be talking about rock and roll high school. And uh, oh, yeah. so good. we also get to have our give me five question of the week, which is uh, best rock and roll movies. So we have some interesting answers for that. I'm not entirely sure we didn't already do that question because we've kind of danced around that question. Like best performances in rock and roll movies. We've done mm-hmm. best best fake bands in movies. But I think this is the first time we just hit it right on and said best rock and roll movies for rock and roll high school. And uh, that's what we got coming up on Monday. How can Excellent. people tell how can people write to us and tell us how much they don't like Omar for saying mean things about my mom? <laughs> if you would like to write to us and say mean things about Greg's mom. You can find us at the Give You Me Five son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had to unmute my microphone. I was trying to enjoy some water, but no. You can find us at Give Me Five Podcast.com. Go straight to our website. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. Please, guys, like, subscribe, review. It really helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. It helps us move up the charts. And it helps us essentially keep the lights on. And you know what else helps keep the lights on? You searching and desiring that sweet Give Me Five podcast swag. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a couple of really great designs up. We are currently working on a couple more. So get on out to giveme5podcast.threadless.com and pick up your Give Me 5 podcast merchandise today. We have to get Omar a uh, Give Me 5 podcast shirt or something to welcome him. Omar can buy his own fucking shirt. I had to buy mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll do it then. (laughs) Oh, my God. So So many Give Me 5 things we can make. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, flashlights. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me five flashlight. Speedo. I already have. Jubal's is still waiting for a own. speedo. I made my own speedo. Yeah. It's there basically just some um, kitchen towels, but that's fine. <laughs> that's a and, <laughs> not a speedo. And thanks for listening, guys. But on uh, while I'm scrolling up and down, you guys are not seeing that, right? No, that one, no. Just making sure. Okay, I'm old. I get it. Well, I was just about to talk. I realized that. <laughs> That's after, why I was laughing. I realized that after yeah. I said it because I heard you. Okay, I'm gonna shut up. <gasps> okay. Uh, <clears throat> All right, game face. All right, for real this time. Right. Time. Go. You are listening to the give me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't have to be up at four in the morning. I could do this all night. I can't live this way.